And welcome back to Midday. I'm Tom Hall. This past weekend was a Promise of Peace weekend. Three days of peace-elevating events organized by the Baltimore Peace Movement. Two of the founders of this organization join me now on Zoom, Erica Bridgeford and Leatrice Gant. Welcome back to you both. Hi, Tom. Thank you for having us. Hi. Always, always <laughs> good to talk to you after each of these Peace Weekends. Uh, we have you on to just touch base about the great work that you're doing. And I want to begin, as we uh, often do, uh, with the fact that, as you know, our, it's our practice here on Midday to read the names of people who have lost their lives to violence in Baltimore City. We list their names on the Midway, Midday webpage. We do this to stand in witness to their untimely deaths and to remember their families and friends in their hour of grief. This is certainly uh, at the core of what uh, the Baltimore Peace Movement does as well. We get their names from a researcher, Ellen Worthing, from the Baltimore Sun and from the Baltimore Police Department. So far this year, 27 people have lost their lives to violence in Baltimore. Police have released the names of two victims whose deaths were first reported in the week before last. They are Desmond Gardner, age 27, and Brandon Berry. He was 23 years old. Police have also identified three people who fell victim to homicide in our city last week. They are Marcus Alsop, age 42, Gerald Falks, age 43, and Maya Morton. She was 23 years old. And thank you, as always, for bearing witness with us. So, um, Erica Bridgeford, you, uh, Leatrice, came uh, on the show, I guess it was November, uh, telling us that the name of the organization, which began as Baltimore Ceasefire, was to be changed. And then a little bit later, it was revealed that uh, the name you came up with was the Baltimore Peace Movement. Um, Erica, tell us about uh, how people have responded to that and remind folks the reason behind that sort of change of of uh, uh, brand, if you will. Yeah, so people have been very excited about it. I think, like, I didn't think about how necessarily how it, how well or not it would be received, but I've still been just overwhelmed with joy and surprise about how much people just love it. And they're so happy that a gun is not on the logo anymore. And that is not just about, you know, trying to stop killing, but it's more just focused on uplifting the peace that all of us already have in us and doing that together. And that really is the point of the shift, the movement from the beginning has been about affirming life and uplifting the beauty that Baltimore already has in it and nurturing that and sharing that together. And so this shift is just a recognition that the way you create things is whatever it is you focus on, you get more of that. And so when you focus on what you don't want, you just manifest more of struggling with what you don't want in your physical reality. And we really got exhausted with struggling with what we don't want in our, you know, in our personal physical reality. And so while we're still going to be doing the work of when homicide happens or any other kind of violence that people want our support around, we're going to be there with that same love and peace and joy 
joy that we've always brought to families and loved ones. But now we recognize that if we're focused on our individual peace more often, when we show up in those places, we'll be more in alignment with the well-being that they need instead of in alignment with the trauma and devastation. And uh, this weekend, uh, you do this four times a year. Uh, you had a number of different events all around the city. And Leatrice, uh, one of the events that was planned, at least, was for you to uh, talk to kids at the uh, 2023 Quaker Youth Leadership Conference. Um, yes. did, did that happen? Tell us what that conversation was about. It did happen, and it was absolutely amazing. Um, so they invited us because we've been in collaboration um, with the Quakers since the inception of the movement. And they invited us to talk to their students about the history of the movement and bring them up to speed with where we are now. And so I gave them um, a, a very well thought out history of the movement in a kind of condensed version and then gave them time to ask questions and they asked amazing questions about how they could get involved, um, you know, what our process was and all those kinds of things. And so it was a very, very meaningful event that we had with them. And, you know, this weekend was not uh, without violence, to be sure. Um, but we should note that uh, if you compare this year to last year uh, and, and the way that, uh, you know, people have gotten into the practice of comparing is taking this date in 2023 versus uh, this date in 2022, we have fewer homicides uh, by a lot, 13 fewer homicides uh, and 13 fewer non-fatal shooting. So, Erica, I mean, there are, by some measures, you know, at certain points in time, some uh, indications that, uh, you know, that, that, that things are improving. And, and, and what you want to do is really uh, help people, give, give people the tools and the community to, to uh, uplift and to celebrate those things that are peaceful. Yeah, and one thing that I love that Latrice keeps saying out loud in public spaces and in our private conversations is how our, um, one of our sayings, don't be numb. Initially, it was about reminding people not to be numb, that people were dying, you know, where the violence was happening in Baltimore, not in a sensationalistic kind of way, but just to really notice what it means that we that community members are not physically with us anymore. And she's been saying, wait a minute, what we've been more numb to is the peace that actually exists in Baltimore. So while the numbers are, you know, showing what we've known all along the point is we've still known it all along like we we've been saying that if everybody in baltimore stopped doing the good work that they do every day not just this movement everybody doing good work then we would see violence triple and quadruple immediately. And then everybody would say, oh my goodness, all of that good work really was working. You know, There would be no more questions about whether or not things are better for people in Baltimore because there are people doing good work and doing healing and well-being, you know, and addressing root causes of violence kinds of work. And so the numbness that we've really been socialized around is that there's way more peace in Baltimore than there is violence every single day. Although it is tragic and hurtful when violence happens, 
generally when you walk around the city, you don't encounter more people walking up to you wanting to shoot you. Then you run into people really trying hard not to punch you in your face, you know? <laughs> and mm -hmm. so that really is the truth of our city. And we're just really excited to be a part of the narrative that uplifts the peace and joy that Baltimore really has every single day. And Leatrice, you have, you know, uh, you have an opening rally, you have uh, vigils over the weekend, you have uh, pick-up basketball games and uh, meditations uh, with, with folks. Um, and one of the things I think is really uh, great is that you, you talk about uh, people can do things that are small things. They could do neighborhood cleanups. They could uh, mm -hmm. have, you know, community events, even just family events. Uh, they don't yep. have to be big events, right? You're, you're, asking, you're asking people to get together together in whatever way uh, works for them. Yeah, self-determination is one of the uh, values of our movement. And we live in a society that really negates the idea of self-determination. And so when we are telling people that all we're asking for you to do is to affirm life, to avoid violence, celebrate life. And so people are like, well, you know, what, what does that mean? So we have to explain to them you can participate in this movement any way that makes sense for you as long as you remain peaceful. And so, so YPR, for example, participates in the movement by hosting this session every quarter. Um, somebody who is maybe prone to violence or is in the middle of a conflict that may escalate, their contribution to the movement could be going in the house for the weekend so that they can stay safe and so that the person that they are in conflict with can stay safe. So there's really no small thing that's there's nothing that's too small for people to do to activate the peace that already lives inside of them. And so we're just reminding people, you don't need permission to be peaceful. You don't need permission to participate. Do the things that you love. And if you want to create something big, we encourage you to do that as well. Yeah, and that's really important. And Erica, you know, you ask individual questions to uh, to to help address you know the the larger problem. But one of the questions, the the, the basic fundamental questions you ask is, what do you need in your life that will help make things better for you and for your loved ones? Why is asking that question such an important part of this movement? Well, because what we all really know at our core is that when you feel really, really good, even if somebody, even if something happens that, that irritates you or offends you or makes you angry, if, you, if you're feeling really, really good about who you are and where you're going and what you have in your life and what's in front of you in your life and the healing that, you, you know, like if you just feel really good, even when those things happen, you're just very far away from the behaviors that would be violent. Even in, in the space of being offended, when I feel really good, if I'm standing in my joy and you say something that I find offensive, I perceive it differently. I perceive my options and how to deal with it even differently. Not that it doesn't bother me, but I'm just more aware that I have more options than to say something violent back at you or to do something physically violent because those vibrations are just very far away from each other. The vibrations that feel good are very far from the 
the vibrations that that produce violence. And so we just want people to feel good. Like it literally is that simple that we want a lot of people in Baltimore feeling good and noticing that they don't have to wait. Like Latrice said, that you don't need permission to feel good inside of yourself. You can find ways by yourself and with other people to just be in yourself and really feel good and think about how you have the power to feel good anytime you you just get quiet and decide to. Yeah, and that decision uh, is an important one to make, and you're exactly right. And boy, uh, I got to tell you, you guys make me feel good every time I get a chance to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, you really do. I mean, your optimism <laughs> and your you. and your you know your approach to this is exactly right. We want to mention that uh, you are the executive director and deputy director, uh, respectively, of the Baltimore uh, Community Mediation Center. So this is work yeah. you do, uh, you know, day in and day out. Uh, yes, both it's, on it's not things we just believe; it's things mm-hmm. we know in our experience. Yeah. yeah, and you're and you're doing that, you know, individually and. Uh, collectively with this wonderful movement so as always we are grateful to you for that work and for sharing uh how important that work is here on wypr the next peace movement weekend is mother's day weekend so we will talk to you on the monday after mother's day again so thanks so much i really appreciate it thank you Tom. enjoy the rest of your week Thank you. You too. Erica Bridgeford and Latrice Gant. They are with the Baltimore Mediation Center and organizers of the Baltimore Peace Movement. As I said, the next Promise of Peace weekend will be held on Mother's Day weekend in May. That's it for us today. Coming up tomorrow, a conversation about the teaching of black history in American public schools. We'll survey what's going on around the country and how it's affecting the education of Maryland students. That's coming up tomorrow here on Midday. And up now, it's here and now. That's after news at the top of the hour. I'm Tom Hall, thanks for being with us. I very much appreciate it. Have a great day. This is your public radio, 881 WYPR.